Welcome to the Giants Huddle, a New York Giants podcast. Welcome to the newest episode of the Giants Huddle podcast. I am John Schmelk, today's guest, one of the newest members of the New York football Giants, cornerback James Bradbury. But first, I want to remind you, you can find the Giants Huddle podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms, Giants.com, and on the Giants mobile app for all the Giants podcast offerings. Go to Giants.com slash podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star positive review if you like what you hear. Now let's get to our guest. The Giants have agreed to terms with cornerback James Bradbury. That deal is pending. The completion of a physical, and now we're joined by James Bradbury. James, we appreciate the time. Thanks for being with us. I'm good. How about y'all? Doing good. Let's start with this. When the season ended last year, did you think you were going to leave Carolina when you hit free agency? Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure at the end of the season, to be honest with you. Did you have any priorities in terms of what you were looking for in free agency, a specific team or situation? I was considering anybody that was willing to give me an opportunity uh, that wanted me and um, was really willing to pay me uh, what I thought I was worth. Why'd you pick the Giants? The city of New York and what it has to offer with endless opportunities off the field. But also, um, you know, I know what type of organization uh, Mr. Gettleman is trying to, he's trying to put together and with the Giants. And um, I wanted to be a part of that. You know, I'm familiar with some of the players on the team. Uh, they had nothing but good things to say about it. And um, looking forward to it. How important was it that Dave Gettleman was the general manager for the Giants? Uh, for me, I don't feel like it was a big factor who the uh, – who necessarily the GM was, but the fact that I knew him, um, I'm familiar with him, it kind of gave me a, a sense of um, a comfort going over there. Did he reach out directly to you? Uh, no, sir. He, he didn't reach out to me. He, just, he reached out to my agent. You talked about the importance of culture with uh, Dave Gettleman and what he's trying to build here in the locker room. Can you just talk about and maybe describe what you think that culture is and why that's so important to you? Uh, the culture... I think it is just having good character guys in there uh, that can play ball, you know, that's going to um, do good for the city on and off the field. And um, I, I feel like you're, the chemistry is a lot better on the field. Um, you're able to communicate a lot better on the field and also off the field. You know, there's not too many um, times where, that, where heads are going to clash and people are going to step on other people's toes. I feel like the chemistry is a lot better there. Was the free agency process odd given – the situation with the coronavirus and facilities not being open and you having to do everything over the phone and on remote? Uh, for me, the free agency, uh, the free, the free agency ordeal went, went kind of uh, quick and kind of smooth. Um, so I don't think no one was, I don't think they were going to invite me up there anyways. I think they just wanted to hurt and uh, sign me before, you know, they might lose out on somebody else or something else might come up, you know? How much were you able to talk to the Giants coaches? Uh, so like after, um, it was official that I was signing with the team. You know, they, they all the coaches pretty much reached out for the most part. Well, not all of them, but a vast majority of them did. Do you know anybody on the team currently? Oh uh, yes, sir. Uh, David Mayo, we played together in Carolina. Uh, Rashawn Gordon, we played together in Carolina. Um, I know of Chad Slade because uh, he's from Birmingham, and we work out together in off season. Now, just reading James about you, apparently, and tell me if I'm wrong, that, that you're a little bit of a quieter guy. So you're heading into a, a very young defensive backs and, and cornerback room. How comfortable are you as a guy that can kind of take a leadership role in that group? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, I feel like leadership can come in different forms. You know, it doesn't always have to be a vocal leader. You know, it can be a, a person that leads by their actions. Um, and I'm also like a, I, I'm a, like a one-on-one type of guy, so I like to I'm talking to a player trying to coach him up. I like to pull him to the side. I don't like to do it like in a group setting, trying to call someone out or nothing like that. 
So I'm more of a personable guy. I mean, that's what I'm here for. That's what I feel like I was brought in for to bring my knowledge in, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to try to correct as many wrongs as I, as I see. Now, this year, you covered some of the top really big wide receivers in football, from Michael Thomas to Mike Evans to Julio Jones to DeAndre Hopkins. What are some of the fundamentals in guarding all of them, and, and do you change the way you guard each one based on what each guy does specifically in their skill sets? Um, I try to keep my technique and my fundamentals the same, no matter who I'm against. But as far as how I apply those fundamentals and techniques, uh, it might change based upon the, the receiver. So, yes. Yes and no to that to that question. How much tape do you watch leading into a game against players like that? I don't really have like a uh, – I couldn't give you a number of how many hours I watch. Uh, but I at least try to devote at least an hour, hour and a half a day uh, to watching film outside of the locker room during the season. Do you relish the challenge against those receivers, both physically and mentally? Uh, for sure. You know, um, it's an honor for like coaches and, coaches to, and, and players – to um, ask me to go against the top receiver because it just says that they have a respect for my game and have the ultimate confidence in, in myself and my ability. So how much trash talk is there between you guys? I might say something back if you say something to me, but for the most part, in our past four years, we haven't done too much trash talking. So you played in Carolina. You're from Alabama. What are your thoughts on playing up here on the big stage in New York City? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's a bigger city. A lot more opportunities, like I said. Um, uh, I really want to go to a basketball game in Madison Square Garden. Um, I just want to, you know, go around and, uh, you know, inhale the history of New York and everything that comes with it. Have you been to New York much? Uh, I came up there last off season for like, uh, for an interview I did, but it was, I was up there for a couple of days. So I didn't spend too much time up there, to be honest with you. So is it a real big deal? You know, you came out of Stanford, which obviously not a big football factory. Uh, is it a huge deal on campus? You know, you excelling the way you have in the league and now getting a chance to land this big free agent contract? Uh, yes, I'm very proud. Um, and I feel like we're, we're, we're changing that culture around. You know, this past offseason, we had three guys, including myself, uh, that got quote-unquote big uh, contracts. You know, me, Nick Williams, uh, Michael Pierce. And then before then, we had Jaquaski Tart. So I feel like we're turning that, turning that wave around. And uh, we're trying to start a new trend for Sanford. I had a chance to go back, James, and uh, look at some of your tape this year, and I thought they used you in a real variety of ways. I saw press man, I saw off man, I saw cover three, I saw zone. Are you more comfortable? Do you enjoy a specific type of coverage? Uh, not necessarily. I think when I first got into the league, I preferred to just press. Uh, but as time went over, you know, what time went on, each year I tried to uh, get better at my off, at my off uh, coverage. You know, play better within zones, and I read route concepts and uh, try to anticipate routes before they happen. And I think I really improved on that, and um, I'm proud of myself for that, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, we actually just put a, an article up on Giants.com. There was a play uh, we used in the article against the Rams this year where I think they ran play action, and, and Goff ran a little bit of a, a naked boot to his right, and you were covering Robert Woods, and he fakes an inside move like he's going to the post, which would have been obviously away from where Goff is rolling out. And I was really impressed. You anticipated because of where Goff was moving that he was not going to run a post. You had singles high safety help. He comes back to the outside, but you are moving towards that sideline before Woods even made that cut. How important is that preparation and that anticipation in your game when you're playing that off-zone defense? Uh, it's very important. You know, um, I mean, at this level, you know, everyone's get, 
getting, they're getting paid, you know. You know, there's elite guys on the other side of the ball, and everyone's going to be around the same speed, around the same quickness. So there's got to be ways we to, in order for you to make plays, there's got to be ways for you to be able to jump ahead of the, the next guy. And watching film and doing a film study throughout the week, that allows me to do that. When you're going against these big wide receivers, what are some of the key fundamentals? You mentioned that, uh, that you like to make sure uh, you perform down and down out to limit some of these guys when you have to cover them man on man and travel with them across the field. Uh, with the bigger guys, you've got to make sure you be ready for that physical battle, um, especially at the line of scrimmage. You know they're going to be physical at the line, like Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Julio. You've got to bring strength behind behind your uh, jet, behind your jams at the line of scrimmage. And also you got to be able to switch it up against the lead guys because if you keep doing the same thing over and over, they're going to figure you out, and they're going to have a plan for you. Uh, so just changing up your game from time to time. Do you enjoy playing press against those bigger guys, or do you like mixing in some of that off stuff where you can use some of those anticipation skills? Um, I like mixing it up, you know. And um, at times, you know, sometimes we just play straight up man, and we just try to get after them and try to send send the dogs after them so they can get sacked. I enjoy that too as well because that puts pressure on the quarterback, and usually they make bad mistakes when you put pressure on them. Out of curiosity, when you came into the league, were you mostly a left cornerback? Because I know that's kind of like your default spot, but then you would travel with some of these top wide receivers to the right side. Was that a big adjustment to you, having to travel on different sides of the field, or is that something you've always done? Uh, no, I did that in college, so that wasn't a big deal for me. For a cornerback, what are the challenges to have to maybe switch up some of that technique playing both left and right side? Um, I mean, of course, if you, stay, if you play one side, uh, most of the time, you get accustomed to being on the other side. So when you go to the opposite side, you become uncomfortable at times. And um, just like with anything, you get repetition at one thing, and you and somebody asks you to switch it up, it's going to be hard for you to do. I think it's just building that uh, consistency during practice, of traveling both sides. I think that helps out with it. Where do you think you've improved the most since you walked into your first NFL facility four years ago? I would say anticipating routes and uh, just playing to my help. You mentioned you talked to the Giants coaches a little bit. Uh, have they given you any sort of clue in terms of, you know, how they want to use you in their schemes? Are you going to be in a lot of press, man? Uh, any idea of uh, what we should expect when you guys finally at some point do get on the field? Uh, no, sir, we haven't talked about that. I think the main thing is just making sure everyone's safe and sound, um, making sure everyone has what they need. That's pretty much what they've been doing. They reached out to me to make sure, you know, I, I, I was stocked up on food. My family was good. And, um... They say we'll handle the football stuff later. We just got to figure out what's going on with this coronavirus. Yeah, absolutely. How have you managed to, to kind of do your thing and, and stay in shape and, and get your workouts in while everyone's kind of doing their self-quarantine isolation thing? Uh, well, the good thing about right now is that we're, far, we're still far away from the season. So right now you don't have to work out too hard. You just need to stay in shape and make sure you um, keep your weight down for the most part. Um, so I've been doing little things here and there and just trying to keep my social distance um, away from other people. And... Um, to grind it however I can, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You had to move in and start your rookie year. How much do you think, James, that kind of getting thrown into the deep end of the pool right away helped accelerate your growth coming out of a smaller program in college? Um, I mean, I had to learn things quickly. And um, I had to be able – I had to face adversity and be able to, like, fight through it, you know, uh, going against top guys in the league week in and week out and being matched up against them. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about uh, football, and uh, you just added each and you add something to your game each and every year. And I feel like I did that. That's why I'm at this position right now. And now you're heading into the NFC East. What's your impression of the division, having played against it over the last four years? 
Yeah, I think it's a strong division. I don't think people give it enough credit. Uh, you have a strong offensive, um, got strong weapons over there with the Cowboys. Um, the Redskins added Terry uh, McLaren. I think that's how you say his last name. Yep. And uh, I played against him last year. He's, he's a good receiver. You know, he's going to make a name for himself. And of course, the Eagles, you know, they're, they're a strong team. Um, Alshon Jeffries over there. They got Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a, gr- a great quarterback. I saw him. I played against him at the Senior Bowl. So I know what kind of arm he has. I guess final question then, uh, James, for you is if you were to describe yourself and your game and the type of person you are to Giant fans, what should they expect from James Bradbury in 2020? Um, versatile and uh, physicality. You know, I'll come up in the run sport, help out with the run, uh, press, play physical at the line. Um, and if the coaches want to play off coverage and play zone, I can play zone as well. You know, I'm able to read routes before read route concepts and whatnot. Good stuff, James. I really appreciate the time, man. Best of luck. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, hopefully, we'll uh, see you up here sooner than later. All right, bud. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's James Bradbury. We thank him for joining us on today's episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. We thank you for being with us as well. Again, you can find it on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a positive review if you like what you hear. And you can find all the Giants podcast offerings, including Giants Rewind with Carl Banks and Big Blue Kickoff Live, which we are continuing to do every day, getting ready for the NFL Draft. Go to Giants.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll see you next time on the John Tuttle Podcast. Adios.